The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Baby, now I got the flow. Cause I know it from the start. Baby, when you broke my heart. That I had to come again. And show you that I win. A big win for the surging abs. Dickie V is cancer-free. And Warriors come out and play All on a big honey-eating, Warriors-beating, Basketball Friday audition of the program, Zach and Jay. Oh my goodness gracious! Go. That's right. Yeah. Got a good one today. Really good one. Yeah, I say that every day. But also, aren't I right? Oh, Jake, your hair is beautiful today. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay, let's start with the Avalanche last night with a nice little three-to-one victory. Easy work. All work is light work. Uh, it seems like they're getting hot again. Hit it again. And at just at just the right time. It's weird because you don't, I like, you don't want them to be too good, you know? But uh, you don't want them peaking. Eh, they're just. But yeah. it's right before the playoffs. I mean, there's there's only what eight games left. They're just good. They're just really good. You know, I don't want it to be about jinxes or timing or any of this. And I want them to just be able to rise to the occasion. They did that last night. Fifty four wins for the Avs. I wonder if they can get to how many games are left. Let's see. I'm pretty sure eight or but, nine. Games really, left. it's a lot. And they've already surpassed their franchise record for wins. That's that's pretty remarkable. There's eight games left because they're 54, 14, and 6. 14 plus 6 is 20, and 20 plus 54 is 74. So there's eight games left. That's a lot of games. Yeah. Dang. What if they win 50, 60 games? What? Big cheer. Big cheer. Are you, Are you kidding, kidding me? me? What is that? What is that? That would be historic. It would in just make it all that much more disappointing if they don't win the cup. What's the most regular? Who has the most? Which team has the most regular season wins in NHL history? The Avalanche are in first place in the NHL right That's now. That's not what I asked you. Come on, Siri. Where's your head at? Uh, Put your head in the game. It's got to be like one of the Oilers, uh, Gretzky teams, right? You would think so. It's got to be, right? Coffee. Uh, let's see here. Coffee. Grand Fier. Put that coffee <laughs> down. Paul what Coffee's for closers, closers only. 62 wins. Is the most ever? By the Detroit 
Red Wings. Wow. And the the Avalanche, if they win every single game, can have sixty two wins. Oh, oh, that'd be oh. a little crazy. Don't you think? That would be just one for the ages. That's a season for the ages, right there for the Abs. Mm-hmm. And that just shows the greatness of Joe Sackick because just four years ago in twenty eighteen, this was the worst team in NHL history. And if they go from the worst. Record, the the least amount of points in any season ever, to then tying the NHL record for 62 wins in a season, that is a testament to Joe Sackick. That is a testament to Joe Sackick. Uh, okay, while we're talking about hockey, Mike Bossy died. He's an all-time great. Four-time champ. He's an all-time great. Um. Helped the Islanders win Stanley the Stanley Cup from 80 to 83. Okay. Winning the Conn Smythe as playoff MVP in 82 and scored the cup winning goals in 82 and 83. He also scored 50 or more goals in each of his first nine seasons. He and Wayne Gretzky are the only players in hockey history with nine 50-goal seasons. He's an all-time great. He was 65. I don't know how he died. Probably the COVID, right? That Probably that prick got him. Am I right? No. Who knows? It's not, it's, we don't talk like that around here. That's just crazy things people say on Twitter. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, that's Hmm, really pretty- funny. Hmm. Really funny that an old sick guy happens to die right around the time he... Got the, I don't know, people, you know, it's crazy. Sad for his family, all-timer. Okay. The Warriors. Tomorrow night in Golden State. Warriors, come out to play. play. Are you nervous for this one? I'm not nervous. I'm not really that nervous either. I think the Nuggets can contend with these guys. They they're three and one against them in the regular season. Yeah, there are some injuries. Draymond didn't play in a, in like. Will the Nuggets get smashed uh, tomorrow night? No, they will compete. They will make it a close game, and they might even win. I, I I'm not going to put that beside the Nuggets. I think they have every opportunity to go in there and steal game one in Golden State. Game one or game number two. One of the two will be stolen by the Nuggets. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Dealing, Doug, dealing, nobody. <laughs> um, Starbucks Express espresso machine was down. Uh, I mean, you know, you're only a coffee shop <laughs> with no espresso. We're really sorry, everybody. Our espresso machines are down. So then people are like, so no lattes? Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers. And she was like, yes, that's exactly what that means, you idiot. So what's up with my frap? Can you still do a frap? Oh, well, our blender's down. No, they need the espresso to put in the frap. But the blender (laughs) is down. Our blenders are down also. 
And we're out of coffee beans. So if you guys would like some kind of chai tea, we got the chai tea. You ever have a chai tea? You've had no. A chai. Really? No. I definitely bet you that Zach has had a chai tea. Oh, chai yeah. Chai tea? Oh, chai. yeah. He's had a chai. He, what flavor he, chai he you like? like a chai guy. What flavor chai you like? Man, I haven't had enough to tell you. Okay. Like, I've got a flavor of chai I like, but like Vanilla, I've, chai, I've definitely like gone to Starbucks. Like if, if I go to Starbucks with my girlfriend, I don't know what I... She was just like, here, try this. You'll yeah. like it. Some kind of chai deal. I think it's like a... a a chai latte? She's like, here, chai, chai, vanilla. chai Maybe this. Maybe chai vanilla, but I think just chai. Here, come chai this. Um, Yeah, okay, so we used to, my wife and I, we met kind of at, worked at a coffee shop together. So I used to be, be like the most fine handcrafted. I do like when I'm pouring the end of the steamed milk, I do like a little heart design or watch this little leaf in the autumn season. Watch this little swirl, chocolate swirl like Ked Woodley. Designer Coffee by Danny Williams. Designer Imposter. That was remember Designer Imposter? No. Perfume? Designer Imposter Imposter. Is that a thing? I make that up. I think that's a real thing. I I guess we'll never know. know. Do you think coffee in Seattle is well, better. Starbucks. Starbucks. Oh, yeah, in it's way better. That's the where they send the in best Seattle. stuff. Is better than any other Starbucks. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, for sure. Then it makes its way across the country. We get like the mid grade stuff. Right. They get like tar in New York and the East Coast. They don't even know any better. So But the West Coast has a much more sophisticated power. <sighs> Not bad. Not bad at all, ladies. 303-831-1340, the hotline, the go fast <laughs> drink text line. Stream us or watch us at milehighsports.com, okay? Hi, put the camera on. Zach, I need you to get in the view of the camera real quick over here. You and Jake, wave to the camera. Yep, yep, yep. hello, ladies. And by ladies, I mean your girlfriends and wife, so. Uh, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. We'll hear from Zach on the other side. It's Molly Sports. In the street for sure. I'm Stretch my hands to you. Life like this is what your life like. Yeah. Try to live your life right. Yeah. People really know you push yeah. your buttons like type right. This we like are back in on a Friday edition of the program. Thanks for being with us. 303-831-1340, the hotline and the text line. Zach jumped in studio with us. Hey, buddy, how are you? Great. How are you? Good. What's like, where can I find like your work that you do? Your What's a Twitter and then like talk about some stuff you got going on and like the podcast. Do that. For sure. Twitter at Zach underscore Seegers. Uh, I got tons of draft coverage for y'all. Uh, uh, same thing at milehighsports.com. I'm dropping that, the, about a draft article every other day, every day uh, in that range. It's it's getting cranked up here as we, we get down the stretch working like crazy. Um, and then, uh, where else? Oh, got my podcast. Just about anywhere you listen to podcasts, look up Let's Talk Broncos. Um, on Apple Podcasts, the logo still hasn't been, been updated, but find it there. Who's uh, the co-host with that? Uh, Joey Richards, Bree Maestas, awesome uh, awesome analyst, rising superstars in this market. And uh, yeah, check us out. We got great Broncos coverage, great draft coverage. All three of us are actually going to be out there in Vegas to cover the draft live. So uh, cool. make sure you follow us there. That's badass. Yeah, That is badass. Yeah. Uh, 
working on some draft profiles right now. Uh, I'm writing up a player right now that I think Broncos country would Let's talk about him. Love. Who you get? Who is it? Damone Clark out of LSU. I, uh, Damone. I already love the great. name. He is. This guy's fantastic. Um, I, I'm watching a lot of these mid-round linebackers right now, um, or writing a lot of them up and, and kind of revisiting them as I, I write them up. And I'm just not uh, Troy Anderson, who I know Broncos country is ecstatic about. You know, he's got all the character traits you want, you know, played quarterback his freshman year, running back his sophomore year, and then and then transitioned to linebacker, um, you know, kind of showing some unselfishness. He's an unreal athlete, is demonstrated by the ability to change those positions. But he's more athlete than football player. He, he doesn't have great feel for linebacker. He's got a long ways he needs to go. As opposed to someone like Damone Clark, who's got all those athletic tools, has the character tools as well as demonstrated by the fact he wore number 18, given to hard worker, high character players at LSU, uh, wore it two years in a row, including his first year starting. Um, awesome in coverage, uh, uh, needs to polish up his ability to diagnose the run a little bit. Um but awesome ability in the run when he when he gets turned in the right direction. Um I think he just checks just about every box you want. And because he's going to miss uh, uh, his rookie year rehabbing an injury, yeah. which is fine for the Broncos, by the Dude. way, because he'd be linebacker five on the depth chart. You're getting a, a top 40 talent. A, a, like, Are you finding yourself later, falling in five. love with some of these guys? Yeah, this guy's one. There's a few of them. Zonovan Knight, the running back out of NC State, guy I absolutely love for the Broncos. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, compliments Williams' traits really well. Great for this scheme. Uh, uh, lightning in a bottle and a, a dynamic kick returner. Okay, interesting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fun players in this. I mean, man, Max Mitchell tackle that. I don't think the develop. Broncos. Lots it's weird because they don't have any pressure to go, like, not hit in the draft because you have to find players. But also their situation is so unique. I think it takes some kind of pressures off of um, them to go have to find a certain guy at a certain position. Uh, make sure your first round pick hits. I mean, there's a lot of things that you just go into this draft and just draft some guys you think are going to help the team and make them better. And there's not all the weight of the world of, you know, you know, they're just the Broncos haven't had a great history and success rate of hitting on their first round picks. And uh, yeah. at least, uh, at least I'd have to really look at it. I, I'm sure it's not as bad as, you know, seven or eight other teams over the last 25 years. And maybe even, you know, maybe even they're right in the middle, but it just seems like some teams kind of hit at a higher rate than the Broncos do. But now none of that matters because the, the decision makers, you know, it's, it, I mean, it matters, the kind of stuff matters, but you know, those weren't really George Payton's guys. We saw what George Payton was able to do in last year's draft. And it was yeah. pretty spectacular. So it was, and I don't think he'll be able to replicate that every year just because it was so Why spectacular. Why not? Why not? Because there's a element of luck, even like even the best. Uh, if you, um, I'm taking a quote from um, who Bill Polian, who built you know the Bills teams, mm -hmm. the mid several Super Bowls, the Colts teams of the mid 2000s, one of the best GMs of all time, Hall of Fame GM. He says if you hit 50 percent of the time in the first round as a GM, yeah. that's the hit rate for first round. Not talking later on when it gets considerably sure. lower, exponentially lower. The hit rate for uh uh. A Hall of Fame GM is 50%. George Payton's hit rate throughout the draft last year is like 80. Yeah. So is he going to be like 
almost twice as good as or a Hall gonna, of Fame you're saying it's going to come back down to earth? Is every gonna, single you're saying he's going to come back to a 20% hit rate this no, year? No, I don't think that's out? necessarily the case. I think he's a good drafter, and I feel good he can put out we'll a, lot of, it's hard to a say. lot of high he's hit rates. Great. But he's not going to... He's not going to be, uh, it's like if a hitter came in and his first, you know, month in the big leagues, he was hitting like 600. Like, wow, this is probably an Listen, awesome player who's going to have a high batting average his whole career, but it probably won't be 600. George Payton's career. done everything that you would ever want your general manager to do. Totally. Swung for the fences, drafted the right guys in Patrick Sertan. Now it looks even more brilliant after you um, land Russell Wilson the next year. Um, it just see you know some of the signings, the free agent signings, and uh, that he's been able to pull off here. He's been near spectacular. I think, and he's I been hope this is what yeah. it is every year for him because um, there are certain franchises who it just seems like where do they get this money from? They're always signing big time free agents. Um, they're always chasing guys. They're always making it happen. Their general manager's always making it happen. I hope that's what the Broncos kind of have become. And I think that maybe the best. You know, the early John Elway stuff, that's kind of what it was. But also you have Peyton Manning to help, you know, as the the broth of like the soup. You get like, like, like the, you pour that chicken broth that's already made. You know, it's like you can put anything in it. It's still going to taste like soup. So it's, you know, that, that that's a nice starting point. But, you know, what comes next is all I mean, like George Peyton has been great. He's been great and yeah. he hasn't been perfect, but also no general manager is. But he's been no. as close to about, you know. Uh, to perfect as you could kind of get. Uh, we'll see. That's and I just right can, now. Yeah, and I think he'll continue we'll to maybe be a top five, top... The, the, I feel good he'll be a top five GM, and that might be optimist, overly optimistic, Damn. I would say. But uh, I'm not trying to dog the guy at all. I just think last year's draft class is like so far above Hall of Fame level expectations that we shouldn't... That's the one thing I'm saying we shouldn't expect that every year. Um, Everything else, I think he'll continue to to churn out good drafts. Last year's was yeah. extraordinary. I, it was the best draft class in the NFL. You won the award for it. I don't think he'll win that award every single year of his tenure. The best thing that I think um, has happened for the Broncos and getting George Payton and for George Payton himself is we thought, and I think the worry was, he was being associated with all of the moves and everything basically that Minnesota did over his tenure there. Okay. When again, he was just part of the, you know, uh, decision-making process. The right-hand and, man. And definitely not a, you know, a final say guy. So all of the things that, like, Minnesota did wrong from the cousin stuff to, um, I, I like, every last little move that they made throughout this tenure, his tenure of six or seven years, some good ones, some bad ones, like Harrison Smith, you know, find a, a great find like that. Um, their defense was kind of turned up there for a couple of years. Delvin Cook was a good little find. But, like, all those shortcomings – I think that he's – that's not who he is, and he's going to do everything almost like anti-Minnesota or at least the way that he thought it should have been done there. And, the you know, starting with not settling for a Kirk Cousins. Yeah, if he – That's the biggest thing. He know, You know, he it's obvious. Stafford, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, those are the guys he went after. Yeah, I would say uh, they've gone – the Vikings have been one of the better run NFL franchises since Rick Spielman and George Payton entered that building. What, like 2010 ish, 2011 ish. Mm -hmm. They've been one of the better run, more consistent, stable franchise. So I don't think him coming from that. I don't think you want to do the opposite of that. Yeah, and I don't think he will. Hold on. I stable, better ran by based off of what? They haven't won anything. They haven't done anything. And Kirk Cousins, who at the time. Let me, let me finish. It, I'm okay, not saying okay. that. I'll tell you this. 
it seemed at the time the landing of Kirk Cousins on a historic deal when the Broncos and other teams were in on him. It seemed like they were big if winners. Said, and it was one of the most iconic free agent signings in the history of the National Football League. If but I, if, they I do with said, if I said the Steelers were one of the better run teams, you wouldn't have pushed back at all. No, because and they've the, won championships. They've won a Super Bowl in that same time span. And the reason they did... Actually, I don't even know if they did because their last one's 9 right? So yeah, I don't think, but... So they haven't even won a Super Bowl in that same time span. It's the body but you wouldn't have pushed back. Uh, I said that decade. Since uh, Rick Spielman took over in 2010-2011. Uh, right? So, and, and even if we want to give them that Super Bowl, it's fine. But they also have a Hall of Fame quarterback, something that the Vikings I have. would now, say, we're talking well, about you said a top five. Run, you do not want to be opposite of the Vikings. I'll push back so hard on that. They uh, are one of the best. You want to be opposite of the Vikings? Yeah. They, consistently well-drafting. The Vikings <laughs> can't do the things a franchise like the Broncos can do. Like what? Like, oh, like they're settling on Kirk Cousins. We're adding Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning. So that's where I this was is, going. I was saying, I think you want to be the Vikings, but mm, like 20% more aggressive. And I think that's what Peyton is, and that's exactly what you want in a GM. I would you want to be Chris them. Ballard, but like 30% more aggressive. How? There would be no Building comparisons through the draft. of, for me, the Vikings as a franchise to the Broncos as a franchise. No matter the lowest What's of the different? low. What's different? A championship brand, an organization. The Vikings are a, a freaking average. Thought. They're an afterthought. Yes. Yes, guess, a championship but since, brand. But I'm talking about how Peyton's running things as a GM. Uh, what does that have to do with anything? You're giving credit to the Vikings for I'm not sure what. If anything, they've for under- excellent drafting over 10 years. Excellent drafting. Ke- I'd yes, say they've underachieved as a franchise with the clout and the money they spent on Kirk Cousins, the Delvin Cook stuff. Just Wait, look in the last with, four, with four or five Cousins. years. Yeah. What about Wait, what about that? Underachieving. They haven't done anything. He's but an that's ultimate not loser. connected to the draft point at all. Yeah, but like, okay. They've it, consistently it, been one of the better drafters for over a decade. They've made consistently smart free agent uh, decisions. Yeah. For a decade, they've been either a playoff they team or in the playoff for mix. It, though? They don't have a super. Neither does the Steelers. But that's we the just ultimate. Cover that. Well, I didn't the say Packers the Steelers. You said won. the Steelers. Yeah, but I mean, these are other teams that are considered well run. Like the Patriots are hogging all. It's like the, the Jordan in the '90s. They're hogging all the super. Mm. I don't think the super. The Bowl, Ravens are like okay, everything. Green that Bay. The, the last three years have they been a well run team? Green Bay. The last three years have they been a well run team? I think they just have a great quarterback. <laughs> the, I think so their think defense is overrated. Team? I think their defense is overrated. I think uh, Aaron Jones was out. They didn't really skip a beat. Because um, they're a well-run team and they have depth at their position. I wouldn't say that. I said Val. I think Valdez Scantling they and were Alan down Lazard. A, they were down in are all bumps. pro. They were down two All-Pro tackles this year, and they, they have were the winningest team in the NFC. Listen, they don't just have a good quarterback. They don't just have a great quarterback. They have an all-time historically great quarterback who makes all this other stuff. So all these the, other bums who are your well-run look like players. Teams? The Ravens. Are a well-run team. Um, well-run uh, the 49ers. Who have more oh, losing man, the seasons. 49ers. The Ravens have more losing seasons and just that one miraculous Joe Flacco run from uh, having from having an identical resume. I look at to it the almost Vikings. the body of work. What where, where are you I'm starting this the, era? I'm talking from? about when George Payton joined the Vikings. It's not well ran and it's not elite if you didn't decade? win a Super Bowl with it. Because that's the goal. That's the job. So what? Four teams have been well run in the last decade. I'd say the mm, There's only been four teams that have been well run in the last decade. Let's see. Uh, I think just, the Eagles were were well run for a, a, a stretch, and they probably and they let it slip away a little Chip bit. Kelly in this decade, they've had more. Less. If we're talking about, I'd say there's probably consi- like 
10 franchises over the uh, that are just a cut above other franchises in the NFL. I'd say the Vikings are in that. If you look at winningness over the Rick Spielman, George Payton era in Minnesota, they've been one of the better run teams in the NFL. I think what you want from them is be more aggressive. Don't settle for a Kirk Cousins to your point, And that's what we're seeing him not do in Denver. That's what you want. I'd put, I'm not going to push back too hard on your Minnesota. I just think they've been right there in the middle. Right there in the middle. And if anything, the biggest move, the biggest move over that front office's tenure was Kurt Cousins, and that's been an epic disaster and a fail to me. Not only do they not make the playoffs, but in big games and big moments, he's an historic loser. He's an iconic loser in primetime situations that we've never seen. Yeah, 100%. And, and I'm, that's what you want to change, and they've changed it. I like the Vikings colors. <laughs> we got a text from our guy, Noit. He says the Vikings' only playoff win in 20 years was a Case Keenum miracle. Yeah, listen, stay for one more. That's stay a fair point. 303-831-1340. I, you know, I, I hope George Payton, my, I guess my end point would be, would take all the things that the Vikings were and just be so much better than that. And not and listen. that's what I'm saying. And I, I think the Vikings I, had to back. settle for Kirk Cousins when the Broncos are shooting for Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson and, and Aaron Rodgers. It's a whole nother level of legacy and brand and clout and championship caliber of organization. Let's go to break. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC Ho. Okay. Zach's hanging out with us another segment. Um, I can appreciate his thoughts on the Vikings. They're, um, but it, it, I think it's the standard of who and what they are and what they can do as a franchise and who and what the Broncos are as a franchise and what they can do. And I just think so many GMs get themselves caught up in look at these hit rates here and look at the success we had here. But like, if you're not in NFC and AFC championship games competing for it, and you don't got to win it all because it's hard to win Super Bowls, especially when Tom Brady wins every other one. And I'll agree with that. But and I think you look at you get had, yourself right out of a job, you know, doing stuff like, you know, acting like I'm hitting, but I don't have any real success to show for it. Yeah. And they're not the best model ever. But I think, again, my point is they are a good model where, yeah. where they've been bad is quarterback. And that's not going to be the case with with these Peyton Broncos well, because they've made the moves to go get uh, Wilson. That's all I'm saying. Just, I but, think, but to your point, though, you called me initially well out on when I said the opposite of the Vikings. That might have been the wrong word. What I meant might have meant was, Vikings. well, everything the, break, the Vikings aren't and can't do that a franchise like the Broncos can do. He's taking advantage of to the max, and that's it. I mean, again, you couldn't have lured Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson uh, or Matt Stafford to Minnesota. You just couldn't have done it. The Broncos have something that Minnesota doesn't. And, you know, um, George Payton's going to go live it up to the fullest, maximizes, you know, his um, his pocketbook, his his value chart. I mean, I'm just and super excited for this guy. They're yeah. going to, you know, they could they, the Broncos could do more things than the Vikings could do as a franchise. Yeah, I think they're both going to emphasize building through the like there's going to be some kind of 
similarities, but I think, yeah, we're seeing more aggression and that's what you want. Love it. We've, we're seeing it in the Wilson trade. We're seeing, and I think the other place you're seeing it is in the draft of these athletes. Like Baron Browning, bit of a risk, but freak athlete. Took the swing. Caden Stearns, bit of a risk, freak athlete. Took the risk. Quinn Miners. Didn't know how to block nickel and dime fronts. That's what we're talking about. Seventy percent. I like that of bit of a alignment. risk though than like a project oh, like Adam Gotsis. You know what I mean? I don't want any projects. I'll take risks. Well, and I think Gotsis was a bit of a risk slash project, but oh, it was a was. bad one. You're yes. just having rather Absolutely. than having uh, uh, John Elway make those evaluations on hey, which risk is worth taking? You're getting George Payton making that, and if he continues to chase these high. Um, testing athletes. He's really he added a ton of special athletes last year, and a lot of them hit. If he can keep doing that, and like I said, I don't think the rate will continue. But if he can keep doing it regularly, which I do think he can, the Broncos are going to be consistently one of the more uh, uh, athletically special teams in the NFL, and that hasn't been the case with the Vikings team. So I don't think it's going to be identical, but I think you're going to see that stability, that consistency, that pattern of smart decision making. But you're going to see it, like you're saying, with some of the the governors taken off, some of the restrictions taken off. He's really uh, able to pursue things to the fullest. And he's also shown, uh, I think, more aggressiveness than Spielman ever showed in Minnesota. So uh, checking the box you would like to see him carry over and not carrying over the things you would like to see him evolve. Okay. Uh, a little bit more. Give me some like a Russell Wilson tidbit that'll get everybody happy. Something you saw on Twitter, a bit, a, a, no, a no, something you discovered in your research. Anything. Yesterday's uh, uh, Broncos uh, comments on okay. Russell Wilson talking about how uh, he's bringing that. I the think mood in the building, everything. Michael Jordan, yeah. Kobe Bryant energy, and and there's some of that. It, people BDE, underestimate. They call that. BDE, BDE and also like people underestimate winning culture like it was talked about someone the Dolphins signed Teron Armstead from the Saints like you're just hiring a guy he's going to do things the right way yeah and I think Teddy has a lot of character people raving about his character and whatnot but we saw flashes where it didn't live up to the hype uh, notably against the Eagles Drew Locke I don't think even if you're a big Drew Locke believer probably wasn't Russell Wilson behind the scenes um, and so I think that does you're having these players <laughs> that wasn't. have uh, you know, had to say, I'm, I'm trying to avoid the Twitter. No, yeah, you know sure. what I'm, I'm really saying. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, 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 I don't know. You're having these Broncos, but like for seven years straight, we've had to hear Von Miller go, man, I don't Trevor Simeon's pretty nice with it, you know, and he's the totally BSing and just saying it to be a good teammate. These players aren't having to lie about it anymore. They can actually be excited. And I think that, uh, is a meaningful experience. We've all been excited about coming to work before. We've all uh, been tired about coming to work before. And when you're excited, I think you produce better. I think the uh, the shift in culture, also changing from Fangio to Hackett, I think the change in culture and energy in the Broncos building uh, hasn't quite been discussed enough, is getting a little underrated, um, and, and I think is going to uh, pay dividends come this season. Uh, before I let you go, you'll be around here for the rest of the show, but... Um the USFL kicks off this weekend. Okay? Yeah, I'm excited for it. There Go are breakers. Th- there are three former Broncos quarterbacks on rosters. Can you Who's name th- those quarterbacks? Ooh, I think I can because I think we're going to be There's one that's going to be, be the hard sneaky. one. Yeah, the one that's going to be really Kyle hard. Kyle Sloter, starting quarterback Team of Sloter. my Team New Orleans Slo- Breakers. Yeah. I love the Breakers. Breakers all the way. They're, okay. they're winning the ship. Uh, I think Paxton, they're winning this sh- the ship. Oh, the ship. I just said they're winning this. Sh- 
Yeah, Sorry, no, like, no. Damn, Don't damn. worry, I'm not. I'm not getting you in trouble with that. No, you're that's a hard P. That's hardcore. Uh, <laughs> Paxton Lynch. Okay, who's uh, he play for? Ooh, it's bonus um, points. Michigan Panthers. Let's go. Backup quarterback for the Michigan Panthers. Uh-huh. Um, and then who's the last one? I think we're gonna go on semantics here, and we're gonna say Case Cookus. Let's who go. Is the starting quarterback yeah. of the seventy, or not the seventy sixers, just the stars. Mm-hmm. The stars. They've also got stars. They're Philadelphia. Like, yeah, Philadelphia, it's Philadelphia team. Good call. Yeah. Thank you. Also, those Philadelphia uniforms look awfully McDonald's like. I just uh maybe because you like New Orleans, I'll try to not like them. I guess or... I like them. I like the Bandits. I think the Bandits could be fun. Yeah. Uh, just don't be a Panthers fan. You Here's know, Denver's a... okay. old team was called the Gold. Yeah, I've seen some cool gold merch at thrift shops and stuff. Me I've too. Got about but uh, I will say this: don't don't be a Panthers fan, folks. If you're out there listening, don't make yourself a Panthers fan. You, you there's no reason to be emotionally attached to any of these teams. You can pick one from scratch. Pick a fun team. The Panthers have boring jerseys. Jeff Fisher is their <laughs> head coach. They don't have a quarterback. The last, if you want to like, like have fun, it's the USFL. Why would you pick the most milk toast USFL team to root for? Don't pick the Michigan. Okay, Panthers. we'll pick a team by the end of the show that the show will get behind for yeah, the. I like the Michigan Panthers. Really? Poor choice. No. Poor choice. Yeah, it's like. Go Paxton. <laughs> well, we'll talk on the other side. Thanks, Zach. Good stuff. Thank you. Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you, Danny. Thanks, man. Uh, we will come back on the other side with one final segment before the first hour ends. And we'll talk about Russell Wilson's new digs in Cherry Hills. <laughs> we'll give you the scoop on his new fortress that uh, I think there's a moat. There's, uh, you know, there's drawbridge. a drawbridge. There's alligators in the moat. Ramparts. The whole thing. It's a castle. And we'll tell you about it more on the, the other side. side. Smiley Sports. No money won't erase the pain. Tell Pope Pimp do or die. Tell me yours a moat. Might as well kill his self as a suicide. Got a juggle, let it rip. Hopped up quick, so I had a double back. Get him two times. I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Every morning I wake up and throw a gang sign. What he takes on that. Back in. On a Friday edition of the program. The playing games wrap tonight, and the NBA playoffs officially start tomorrow. I'm kind of excited about it. I think that the Nuggets are going to make this a nice long series. I think this is going to be one of the best series. And I want to see the MVP of the league find a way to rise to the occasion. Lift these bunch of guys who... I don't know, man. You you want you meant I to say did, I did. bums? I did. I did. I didn't. I, I was thinking of uh, Uber drivers. I was thinking of Juan and the, my, you, you know, call me a hater and all this and that. Foot Locker employees. <laughs> uh, slice of meat at the deli. Um, and there's no nothing wrong with no, that. No, nothing wrong with that. It's a great gig, man. Are you kidding me? A little provolone, a little piece of turkey here and there, a little slice of roast beef. I mean, you know. I don't even need to take a lunch. I look like a hero, you know. I mean, he works through his lunch. He didn't even take a lunch. Well, I'm eating meat and cheese all day, you know. Pop a couple olives. Stay on the clock. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that the Warriors are vulnerable. I think they're vulnerable. 
but the Nuggets, like they've had to do this entire season, kind of got to go out and play some perfect style of ball to beat a team like this because they're they're a lot less talented, guys. <laughs> the Nuggets are a lot a lot less talented. What they have is the best player in the world on their roster. Okay, so it's just what it is. What's you know how does that kind of even out? I'm not sure. We will see. That's why they're going to go play this series. Luckily for the Nuggets, the playoff rotations are a lot shorter. You know, there there's not as many players coming off the bench to make a difference. Uh, guys like Bones are going to be huge coming off the bench because you're not going to have the Fakus of the world coming into the game at all, really. Yeah. So Boogie and Bones will be big time. You know. Guys that the Nuggets are going to lean on. Boogie for any blow that Jokic needs to come out of the game. He's got to come in there. And he can't use his five fouls in 14 minutes of play. You know what I mean? He's got to be smart. He's got to be composed. But I'll take, if he can be, I'm satisfied with what Boogie Cousins brings this team and gives this team. And I'll bring him back next year with another piece and even have him more value because he'd be less of a guy who we're kind of relying on. Exactly. We're relying on him at times. You know, with I'll take Boogie and Bones over Poole and Moody. Uh, I'll take those two over those yeah, two guys. Yeah, but I'd get, if I'm drafting all of those guys, I go Poole first. Bones, Boogie, then Moody. Right. So, so you got I have the, the fourth, two. first and the fourth, and the second and the third. It's a matter of taste. But Jordan pulls a, a really, really, he might be in the next kind of star Honestly, on this league. He's a good player. Here's the thing. Bones as a rookie is better than Jordan Poole was <sighs> as a rookie. Well, as a rookie. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But also Jordan Poole was sitting behind... You know, he didn't have a lot of opportunities for playing time. He's now shining. Sure. Okay. And he's playing with the team that knows how to get guards off. You know what I mean? So right. I'm with you. I got no disrespect for Jordan Poole. I think he's a really good player. I think if we can't stop him or if he turns into, um, you know, a poor man Steph, then that's big trouble for because it just takes all the pressure off of Steph Curry to come in and have to win the series for these guys. So the Nuggets, uh, you know, again, have like a history of letting – guys in the playoffs beat them not team's best players but like the cj mccollum's um you know type of guys beat you don't let that happen nuggets you know if steph wants to go for 30 plus we can live with that but clay can't go for 30 as well it's you have to stop one of them there, it's the the problem is what everyone has been saying and everyone kind of thinks is they got so many guys who could just hit threes. They have so many guys in the perimeter who can do damage. So, um, and the Nuggets don't. So if you get into a shootout with these guys, they, that's a losing battle. You can't. And, Go ahead. You can't play the Warriors game. You have to play on the inside. You have to take advantage of every second on the shot clock. You have some solid quality possessions, so you keep them off the offensive side. They break you down so bad with extra passes. It's hard to keep your composure and not get frustrated against Golden State. And then the way they score in spurts, it starts to force you to feel like, like you got to keep up and take bad shots. That are kind of good shots for Golden State, but are bad shots for you. And all of a sudden, they just jump on you as good as any team ever has. And you're down double digits just like that to them. Boom. Just yeah. like that, and you're playing catch-up. So Another thing the Nuggets have to do is draw fouls. And to slow down the game, 
That is going to be crucial to keep the transition buckets at a minimum for Golden State and really just hammer the paint, draw those fouls, hit your free throws. That's a, a, a big key for the Nuggets in, in any basketball game, really. You know, that's it's key, but is Otto especially Porter playing for them. I got to take a look. Where I he, don't know. He's well, a problem for the Nuggets. And then Iguodala's washed. I'm not worried about him one bit. Draymond's washed. Uh, he almost is. He's like a, he's on the tail end. He's he played. Well, you got to you know, he's older. He played a lot of years in Michigan State. So, you know, he's not a come out of high school or college guy. Uh, or you know, first year college guy, he's a guy who has you know wear and tear, and he's played so hard. He probably has the body if he's thirty three or thirty two of a, you know, say he's thirty. He's got the body of a thirty three year old. How old is Draymond? I'll see. Did we do this before? How old is Draymond Green? Thirty two. Thirty. Draymond Green is thirty two years old. Woo! Good for you, bud. Okay, let's go to break. Come back. We'll talk about Russell Wilson and Sierra's new pad. We'll see if it stacks up to your one-car garage, you know, ranch over in Harvey Park. We'll see, you know, it's all about comps. Where does your pad stack up against Russell? Mr. Unlimited. All right. 303-831-1340 is the hotline, the go-fast energy drink text line. Danny and Jake's Molly Sports.